praise God for that song, the anointing will make a different difference in your life. God moves, and when he moves, he moves through the anointing. And when you are anointed by God, nothing by any means shall stop you. Why? Because you are anointed. And we're here tonight to talk about the two anointings. The anointed oil and the Holy Spirit, which is also the anointing. But we want to start off in the Old Testament about the anointed oil. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this message. We thank you for this Sunday. And we thank you for just being who you are. And we magnify you and we thank you for grace and mercy that endures forever, God. We thank you that you are the chief cornerstone. We thank you that you are also the author and finisher of our faith. You are the beginning and you are the ending. And we magnify you because of that's what you are. And you told Moses, I am. And I believe that because I am a child of God. And I thank you for your shield of protection. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for just being a savior for my soul. And we glorify you. And we release revelation knowledge that it may bless your people and that they may get an understanding and it will illuminate them and give them insight on living through your word and your anointing. Amen and amen. We want to start off in Exodus, the 30th chapter starting at the 22nd verse. Moreover, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take thou also unto thee principal spices of pure mirth, 500 shekels, and of sweet cinnamon have so much, even 250 shekels, and of sweet comus, 250 shekels and the Cassias and the Cassia 500 shekels after the shekel of the sanctuary and of oil olive and hen and thou shalt make it an oil of holy ointment an ointment compound after the art of the apothecary which is a pharmacist. It shall be an holy anointing oil. And today's text is that the oil is already anointed. I know some people pray over the oil. Uh, they, they fast over the oil. I'm not knocking the people that does that. By all means. But the oil is already anointed. In that 25th verse, and thou shalt make it an oil of holy ointment. 
and ointment compound after the art of the pharmacist. It shall be an holy anointing oil. Now the oil is holy anointed. Anointed to consecrate or make sacred, to dedicate to the service of God. The purpose of the anointing is to take out the task which God has given you, but he has given you enhancements. In other words, he has given you the anointing to do so. Now, when God tells you to do something, he's going to anoint you to do it. Just remember that the anointing is the one that gives you the necessity to carry out God's plan through you and not only through you but for you and for his purpose. Anoint to consecrate or make sacred. sacred. To dedicate to the service of God. That's part of the anointing. Leviticus the 8th chapter, the 10th verse, and Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and all that was therein and sanctified them. Now, Moses took the anointed oil. Not only did he anointed the tabernacle, but he anointed everybody that was within his reach that was therein and sanctified them. In other words, they were separated. Why? Because of the anointing. First Samuel, the ninth chapter, starting at the 15th verse, we're talking about the anointing oil. And this is when Samuel and Saul were together. And Saul didn't have a clue of what was going on at the time. But Samuel knew that God has chosen David to be the king. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow about this time, I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin. That's one of the tribes of the, tw the 12 tribes of, of Israel. And thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people Israel that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people because their cry is come unto me. And when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said unto him, Behold the man whom I speak to thee, of this same shall reign over my people. Then Saul drew near, to Samuel in the gate and said, Tell me, I pray thee, where the seer's house is. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me unto the high place, for ye shall eat with me today. And tomorrow I will let thee go and will tell thee all that is in thine heart. And the 21st verse says, And Saul answered and said, Am not I a Benjamite? Question. 
of the smallest of the tribes of Israel, and my family the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin? Wherefore then, wherefore then speaketh thou so to me? Another question. And when they were come down from the high place into the city, Samuel communed with Saul upon the top of the house. Now, it's something about being on the top of the house because Peter was on the housetop when God gave him a vision of certain animals that he should eat. And Peter said, not so, Lord. Samuel communed with Saul upon the top of the house and they arose early, and it came to pass about the spring of the day that Samuel called Saul to the top of the house, saying, Up, that I may send thee away. And Saul arose, and they went out, both of them, he and Samuel abroad. And as they were going down to the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Bid the servants pass on before us. And he passed on. But stand thou still a while, that I may show thee the word of God. In other words, in layman's terms, hold back a minute. It's something I need to say to you. So let your servant pass by so he can't hear what I have to say. So the servant passed on. But stand thou still away that I may show thee the word of God. That I may show thee the word of God. And in the 10th chapter of Samuel, 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel was the ninth chapter. 15th verse. Down through the 27th verse. And first Samuel, the 10th chapter, the first verse, then Samuel took a vow of oil, which is part of the key text of multiple texts about the anointed oil. Then Samuel took a vow of oil and poured it upon his head, talking about David, and kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord have anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? David was anointed captain over his inheritance, but not only that he was made captain, he was also became the king, David. Genesis 28, 18 through 21, and Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it the anointed oil and he called the name of that place Bethel but the name of that city was called Luz at the first and Jacob vowed a vow saying if God would be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. Now, what Jacob laid, he made a pillar after he had wake. He got up, 
He blessed the rock with the oil that he used for a pillow, and then he turned it into a pillar. In other words, a sacred area that he slept. So he can come unto God, then shall the Lord be my God. So in essence, he was referenced God because God looked after him. He looked after him, gave him food to eat, gave him clothes on his back. And Jacob wanted to give back to God because God has been a provider for him. So he's saying, then shall the Lord be my God. John 14th chapter, 16th verse, and I pray, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Now in the Old Testament, we're talking about the anointed oil, which represents in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with, with you, and shall be in you, and will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me. I need to read that 19th verse again. The 18th verse and the 19th verse. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye, key word, but ye see me because I live. Ye shall live also. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and you in, and ye in me, and I in you. We're talking about the Holy Ghost being on the inside. After Jesus ascended back to heaven and made a promise that he would send a comforter. And this is what he's talking about is that yet a little while and the world seeth me no more but ye, ye see me because I live. Ye shall live also at that day ye shall know that I am in my Father and ye in me and in and I in you. He that have my commandments and keep of them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved. Judas said unto him, Not Hascarigit, not Hascarigit, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Good question. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode. In other words, we will be there with you on the inside with, with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the world which ye hear is not mine, 
but the fathers which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father was sent in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So whatever I said unto you while I was on this earth, the Holy Ghost will remind you of what I said. Now, we don't have that pleasure of receiving that type of information unless we study God's word. Once we study God's word, then the Holy Ghost can also do the same thing to us, is bring God's word to remembrance to us when we're going through or we are in unwanted situations and circumstances in our life. The Holy Ghost will give us a remembrance. David said, I thought on my ways and I turned my feet unto that testimony. That that testimony is the Holy Ghost bringing the remembrance to you. When David said, I thought on my ways and I turned my feet unto your testimonies. In other words, remember what Jesus said? He died for you on the cross. He was bruised for your iniquities. He said, by his stripes, you are healed. The Holy Ghost will bring that information back to you to your remembrance. The Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you, whatever I have said in my word, which is the word that was wrapped up in flesh. But at the same time, the disciples witnessed the word of God in flesh. So we're talking about the anointed oil in the Old Testament, and when you're talking about the Holy Spirit, that is the anointing after Jesus ascended and sent the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, which is the anointing that was in Christ when he started his ministry. Acts the 10th chapter, the 38th verse. In the New Testament, the anointing is the Holy Spirit and the oil is being used still as the anointing oil. So we have the anointing oil and the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. And in the Old Testament, we have the anointed oil. But we do have acts of miracles with the Holy Spirit itself by parting the Red Sea. It took the Holy Spirit to do that. The anointed oil is the anointing that anoints your head for God's service. David was anointed and he slew the giant Goliath because he was anointed. And not only that he was anointed to slay Goliath, he was anointed to become king. So there is anointing that comes with the call of God. Now, if you're not anointed and you say you are called, then where is the anointing? Because the anointing is part of the call. Acts 10.38 How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing 
good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now I need to read that again. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Stop right there. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Now, Jesus received the Holy Ghost and with power first to carry out his mission. And now he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now, if you go back up to when Jesus said that he would send a comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Now, God was with him. But first he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. Now he was the Christ and he still is the Christ. But at the same time, he still needed power to do God's will. What are you saying? We need God's power to do his will. In other words, we need to be anointed and not only that we need to be anointed, we need to also have his power to do his will. And after that Christ had received the power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. God was with him. Now, listen to what I have to say about us. Not only that God is with us, but the Christ, the anointed one, is with us. So the Father and Christ are one, so they are with us. So we can be a part of the anointing that Jesus had, because in the Bible it said, greater works shall we do. So, in other words, in order to do the greater works, we have to become anointed with the power. Luke, the fourth chapter, the 18th verse, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty, to set at freedom them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The acceptable year of the Lord is that year when men will keep the ends for which they, have, they live abreast with how they live. In other words, living through the anointing. The acceptable year of the Lord is that year when men will keep the ends for which they live abreast with how they live. The anointing is an action to carry out the task at hand and will have the ability to complete 
with God's help, or in other words, by his anointing. So what am I saying? The oil, the anointed oil, the oil is already anointed. When he told Moses to get the oil olive, we call it the olive oil. Now, if you have some oil in your house, just remember that that oil is already anointed. Now, if you have the anointed oil, now people use the anointed oil. Some of them lay hands with the anointed oil, cast the devil out, or deliver them from sicknesses or diseases. Because why? The oil is already anointed. Now here's the thing. Elijah followed Elijah for many days. Why? Because he wanted a double portion of the anointing that Elijah had upon his life. So Elijah carried on until God came and got him in the chariot of fire. And when God came and got Elijah in the chariot of fire, Elijah tossed his mantle to Elijah. And Elijah grabbed the mantle, smoked the waters, and noticed that he received a double portion of Elijah's anointing. A double portion. And that is a good thing, to follow someone that is doing a move of God. In other words, they call them in these days, in real time, armor bearers. So, in essence, there's two meanings of armor bearers. They have one armor bearer that's close to the pastor, serve the pastor. Then you have another one that is a follower of that ministry or the pastor or apostle, prophet, pastor or teacher or evangelist. So you're following them. In other words, you're learning the ministry. And once you learn the ministry, then you begin to do what Elijah did. He started his own ministry with a double portion of the ministry that Elijah had. So the anointing can carry on to the next person. And the anointed oil is there to not only destroy the yokes, because the yokes are destroyed because of the anointing. So the anointing is an action word. The anointing is a word to carry out the mission. Picture the garrisons, the regiments of armies that are doing battle and they're winning. Because why? Because of the anointing in the Old Testament. Now David was greatly distressed because the people spake of stoning him for their wives and their children. And they blamed David. And David was with them. How can they blame David when David was with them when Ziglag was burned with fire? 
So David and his men came back to Ziklag to their family, and there was no family there. So the men decided to blame David for this disaster. And David cried. Why? Because he was so emotional and he felt bad about the situation. And he was being talked about. But David stopped crying because he didn't have any more power to weep. So David decided to pursue. But before he pursued, he got, he asked his servant to bring thee hither the ephod. And the ephod represents the 12 tribes of Israel. And David put on the vest or the ephod and gathered the anointing from the ephod to carry out the mission. And David prayed, and he asked God, should I pursue? And God said, yes, you shall pursue. And not only that you shall pursue, but you shall recover all. And not only that David recovered all, he recovered that and some. Just like the Israelites, when they was freed from Egypt of being slaves, now, they was blessed with gold and silver and more than they asked for. So, what am I saying? The anointing will bring you blessings. Spiritual blessings, mental blessings, physical blessings, and material blessings. What do you mean? The Bible says he give you richly all things to enjoy. Richly all things. He said, charge them that are rich in this world. In other words, don't be high-minded because you have these things. Why? Because God has given you these things richly to enjoy. It is he that gives you power to get wealth. In other words, he gives you the anointing to get wealth. The power is part of the anointing. Holy Ghost and that with power. So the Holy Ghost and the power is the anointing of God. And in the Old Testament, the anointed oil is there. And the anointed oil is still here today for us. I see people walking around with oil in their purse. Why? Because they have the anointed oil. If somebody's possessed with a devil, what do they do? They go grab the anointed oil. Now you have a double portion in the New Testament, which is us. You have a double portion. You have the anointed oil and not only that you have the anointing oil, you have the Holy Spirit and that which is with power. So you have the anointing oil, the Holy Spirit with power. So you have a double anointing. With the anointing oil, the Holy Spirit, which is on the inside of you, which will bring you back to the remembrance of what the teachings that Jesus had 
when he walked this earth. So if you want to know what Jesus said to his disciples, read his word. And once you read his word and you feel what the Holy Ghost, situations may come, but the Holy Spirit will bring you back to remembrance of what Jesus said. And that is the anointing. And that will destroy anything that the enemy is trying to do to you. The anointing can do that. The anointed oil, the Holy Spirit with power. So you are a triple threat. You have the anointed oil at your disposal. I'm sure everybody has olive oil in their house. If you have olive oil in your house, you have the anointed oil. It's already anointed. You don't have to pray over it. You don't have to bless it because it's already blessed. The anointed oil was cold pressed. Right? And Jesus was cold pressed when he died on the cross. But before he died on the cross, God had anointed him to do so. That was his purpose. That was his task. So the anointing took him through those situations in order for him to die on the cross for our sins. And Jesus did get into the flesh one time. He asked God to take this cup from me. And then he came back to himself and said, nevertheless, Thy will be done. Nevertheless. Now, we're going through situations in our life, but it's going to take the anointing to destroy those situations in our life. I call them unwanted situations, unwanted circumstances, diseases and sicknesses in your body. Those are unwanted situations in your life. You do not want to be sick. You do not want to have any diseases. Now here's the thing. There's wisdom and there's experience. Now wisdom can prevent you from getting sick by eating the right things. Putting the right things in your mouth. Now experience is not going to tell you what to eat to prevent you from sickness and disease and then when you get sick or you get hit with a disease now you need a miracle but if you had wisdom you wouldn't need a miracle not saying that you don't need the miracle but what I'm saying is wisdom avoids you from having to have miracles that you need Save those miracles for the ones that you know you cannot control of. Wisdom give you understanding and it prevents you from certain things. Experience will not tell you anything until after you came out, if you make it out. Some people don't make out, make it out of their experiences. Some people have mental disorders through their experiences. 
Some experiences allows mental disorders because we can't take some of those experiences. So if you get wisdom with understanding, then you can avoid some, some of these experiences. Now, I'm not saying you can avoid all experiences, but wisdom would help you to avoid a lot of experiences that comes your way. If you listen, the Bible says he that had the ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. In other words, the Holy Ghost wants to bring things back to your remembrance. That's wisdom. And the first part of wisdom is the fear of God, if you read Proverbs. So, get the anointing. In order to get the anointing, you must first want the anointing. In other words, if you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. The anointed oil is used by many, but the Holy Spirit with power is only used by a few. Why? Because some people don't want the Holy Spirit in their life. I'm not saying everybody, but some people has a fear of receiving the Holy Ghost. And some that, that actually don't believe that there is a Holy Ghost or speaking in tongues. So there's a lot of obstacles in our way when you come to us with this walk. But what we have to do is believe what the Word says. If the Word says that you can get baptized with the Holy Spirit and with power, then by all means, that's what the Word says. If the Word says you can take the anointed oil and use it, then use it by all means. Why? Because it's in God's Word. So we have the anointed oil, the Holy Spirit with power. So you are a triple threat. You have the natural olive oil or the oil olive. Then you have the Holy Spirit, which is going to bring everything back to your remembrance. And that with power to destroy the works of the devil. So we need the anointing. The anointed oil and the Holy Spirit with power. We need that. We can't walk this walk of life without the anointing. We need the anointing. We cannot, right, because the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against powers, against principalities, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. We're dealing with that. And see, the unseen world, or the world cannot understand it because they can't see that. What they see is what is in front of them. But we are fighting a spiritual warfare. We have angels that's doing battle for us. And not only that we have angels, we have ourselves to speak the word as well. We need to speak God's word and not only speak God's word, 
we need to call down angels to do battle. Why? Because it's a spiritual thing. It's, it's a spiritual thing. Here's the thing. The angels are fighting against evil manifestations. That's the bottom line. The angels are fighting on our behalf to stop the manifestations of the evil. And the devil and the demons are fighting against the angels to stop the manifestations of the good things. So we're constantly in battle. We're praying, we're fasting. Daniel prayed, and Daniel prayed, and Daniel continued to pray, and the angel told Daniel, the reason why I didn't come the first time, because I was in battle. And the angel finally made it to Daniel and blessed him. So what am I saying? Hold on, because the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. And what you need to do is anticipate God's manifestation for your life. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your word. Thank you for your anointing, the anointed oil, the Holy Spirit with power. We thank you for your word that the Holy Spirit would bring back to us that we may remember it and understand it. And we curse every spirit that is trying to block us from your purpose because we are the salt of the world and the salt is the purpose of your ministry. And if we lose our salt, we lose our savior. In other words, there's no more purpose because we have lost the salt. God, keep the salt in our life that we may reach our purpose and that we may go forth with Holy Ghost and power. Let your anointing guide us and keep us and protect us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Bless God. And remember, the anointing destroys the yoke. And the oil is already anointed. And the Holy Spirit and power is there. Why? Because if you read in the book of Acts, the second chapter, that's when the comforter came. And they spoke in different tongues. The anointing came, Acts, the second chapter. And now we are in a Pentecostal movement. We are in a war. A spiritual war. That's why we need the anointing. The anointed oil and the Holy Spirit with power. Thank God for his word. Bless God and thank him for being a protector and have his angels doing battle for us because we cannot do this on our own. Thank you, Jesus, and we glorify you. And we thank you for everything that you have given to us because you said in your word that you give us richly 
all things to enjoy. Bless God and amen.